Lecture topic. Lessons from the Turkey earthquake. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Wa kafa wa salatu wa salamu ala ibadihi alladheen astafa. Amma ba'du fa'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajeem. Bismillahir rahmanir rahim. يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم ان زلزله الساعه شيء عظيم صدق الله العظيم most respected students of deen mothers and sisters it is the dictates of our iman that any difficulty that comes upon any Muslim then this should affect us and we should feel it as our own this is in a hadith sharif that the Muslims are like one body al-mu'minuna ka jasadin wahidin in ishtaka aynuhu ishtaka if the eye pains then the entire body pains. If the head pains, the entire body pains. And the entire body, it stands in solidarity, so to say. In other words, it's giving support. It's standing alongside the portion that is ill. So the eye is ill, or there's some ailment in the head, on the foot. But the entire body, so to say, stands in support in the sense that the entire body experiences the fever. So now something happens, the body goes into a fever. So the fever is not confined to the place that is ailing. If the eye is ailing, so the fever is only by the eye or in the area of the eye. Or if the foot is pain, there's some problem with the foot, then the fever is only in the foot. When there's a fever, the entire body is now experiencing the fever. Now this is a similitude, it's something that is being explained by an example is something that's giving a similarity the lesson and the message is that the entire ummah is like one body and anything that happens in the ummah any pain of anyone in the ummah is a pain of everyone in the ummah so now this is the one part of all the issues that happen throughout the world for example, the very tragic situation that happened yesterday in Turkey, very severe earthquakes that it brought down entire blocks, thousands of buildings, they say, completely collapsed. Now, this is an extremely great tragedy. It's a very, very difficult situation. Allah Ta'ala make it easy for all those who are affected by this in any way. And Allah Ta'ala grant afiyat, Allah Ta'ala grant complete maghfirat to those who have passed away many thousands have lost their lives in it so Allah Ta'ala we make dua for the marhumeen Allah Ta'ala forgive them grant them the high stages in Jannat they are shuhada they have passed away as shuhada this is also mentioned in a hadith sharif that if somebody passes away due to something falling upon the person some building collapsing some whatever something has fallen on a person that led to the person's death that too is a form of shahadat. So, those who have gained shahadat in that sense, mashallah, they have gone close to Allah Ta'ala. 
Allah Ta'ala grant shifa to the survivors and grant sabr to those who have survived and those who have lost family members etc. So that's the dua that we should be definitely making very very deeply, very passionately for those who have been afflicted in Turkey and anywhere else in the world for that matter. Any Muslim suffering anything in the world. Now this is part of the dictates of our Iman. And whether that Muslim might be somebody who we don't even know or it's somebody we know we are familiar with. The point is it's our Muslim brother or sister and therefore the dictates of Iman should make us feel the loss, make us feel the difficulty, the tragedy that has been experienced by anybody in any part of the world. So that's the one part of it that we nevertheless should be feeling this pain, feeling this hurt, we should be making dua. Together with making dua, we should be giving some sadaqa, whatever amount it is, on behalf of the afflicted people. One of the things mentioned about sadaqa is, it extinguishes the wrath of Allah Ta'ala. So, we should be giving some sadaqa on behalf of those who are afflicted. Inshallah, with the barakat of sadaqa, Allah Ta'ala make it easy for them. So, everybody gives a small amount to, and everybody, each person's individual sadaqa. Allah Ta'ala looks at the sincerity with which it was done. The quantity may sometimes be very small. Somebody might give one rand. Somebody might give just 50 cents. Perhaps somebody might even give just 20 cents. Nowadays the beggars also don't want to take the 20 cents. But that too is nevertheless something of value. It is those 20 cents, those 5 cents, even don't know whether there is any one cent existing. But those small coins also, it is the combination of that which then makes it a rand. It's a combination of that that makes it 10 rand and 100 rand and 200 rand and 1000. Take that out of the equation, you can't get the 100 rand also. So we should never disregard any na'mad, it is those small bits that get together to make up, it's those crumbs put together that makes that slice. If you get rid of all the crumbs, there will be no slice. And therefore, we should be very careful never to waste, never to waste any food, never to allow any food to go to waste, because that wastage is a very dangerous thing. So we should be conscious to try and make sure nothing ever goes to waste. And Therefore, we will not, if we are unable to consume something ourselves, before it gets to waste, in a good condition, give it to somebody else. Let them enjoy it. Let them eat it. There are many who don't have these things at all, what we enjoy. So sometimes we have too much and we become wasteful. We eat half and waste half. We, and people, Allah forbid, sometimes in functions and so on, a lot of wastage takes place. This is what becomes a means of azab becomes a means of calamities and difficulties. So we should never ever waste or allow anything to go to waste. In any case, this is the one part of these situations that come up, that these are occasions when our heart should go out to them, and then if there is some, some opportunity to contribute towards their ease, towards their whatever needs to be to, for their help basically, then we should do this as well. Or we should encourage others to do it if we are not in a position to do something. But we should try and be part of that as well. This is the suffering of our Muslim brothers and sisters. We should do what we can to contribute towards their ease, their comfort. We should not just disregard that.
The second part of these things, sometimes on these, in these situations, people want to know about why. The question why. So now what is the why which science will tell us? Scientists have their answers for these kind of things as well. So they'll tell you something about some fault lines and some tectonic plates and this and that and the other and the movement of some things underground. So now that's the tragedy of science also that it comes to a point and then it says it stops dead but doesn't accept that don't know where to move from here. That there's still something more. It's like a person driving on a road. So now he's dri- driven the road, he's come to a point, and now he is lost. But he's not prepared to admit he's lost. But the road is still carrying on. There are roads, there's some left turns, right turns. Now he is now going in circles because he's lost. Now he doesn't know which road to take. But the road is there. The road is leading to a destination. But science comes and gets lost but will never admit that it's lost. Admits nothing and pretends to know it all. Now science will say, okay, these tectonic plates moved and some fault lines and whatever else, but the question is why it moved. So now some this and that and the other and some gases and whatever. So what happened? Why is it gases that happened? So eventually science comes to a point they make some story and just go around in the same circle, they got no answer. But they won't admit that they don't know the answer. But this is where movement comes in. That okay, if we accept that some plates moved and some fault line, something happened and some whatever else happened, but we know the answer of why that happened. That the earthquake took place because of this movement, but we have the answer of why that movement happened. That movement happened by the hukam of Allah Ta'ala by the command of Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala commanded that movement to happen. So it is like a person now that the light came on. So that child, the small child wants to know, but why the light came on? So now I said the light came on. No, no, because somebody pressed the switch. So now he pressed the switch, but then how then that light came on? The switch now, what made it light is on this end. The switch is on the opposite wall. How this happened? So now somebody else who is older enough, who understands now how this electricity, everything works, he knows that there is a connection between that switch and this light. It's not that there is no connection between it, there is a connection between it. Now because that connection is there, now the switch was pressed, the button was pressed here, the light came on there. So these things are not without any link and connection. There is a connection. And in this world we are living now in a wireless world, people are controlling things from the other side of the world. Now they gone overseas and somebody said they are opening and closing their curtains from another part of the world through some apps on the phone. They are putting lights on and putting lights off and opening curtains and closing curtains and they are controlling all kinds of things from another country, another part of the world. They are thousands of miles away in this wireless world. So likewise we have this yaqeen that all this is connected and is connected by the hukam of Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala's hukam that this will move and that will happen. Allah gives the hukam. So now the issue is 
that what is, why this happens? Allah Ta'ala's hikmat. Allah's wisdom in the matter is beyond our comprehension. We are unable to fathom even a fraction of it. Our minds are very limited. If a child who is now in grade 1 and he sees his elder brother is now doing some maths, is doing some trigonometry, he's got some funny figures there, numbers and letters and y, x, y, 2 and 5 and whatever. He's insisting he wants to understand that. You see, look, you can't understand it yet. You're still starting to learn 1, 2, 3. How to add 1 plus 1 is equal to 2. Now you can't, learn, you can't understand this yet. When the time comes, you'll understand it. See, he says, no, no, if I can't understand it, then this is all just waste of time. Then this is all just nonsensical. I can't understand it, then it doesn't make sense. He says, no, your senses are not yet capable of understanding it. It makes perfect sense to somebody who knows. But it doesn't make sense to you because your senses are still not capable. So likewise, Allah Ta'ala's wisdom is infinite, limitless. And our mind is very, very limited. So now we're insisting that now we want to put the ocean in a small teacup. How is it going to happen? So the requirement from us is not to ask why in that regard. Our requirement is to number one, wholeheartedly believe that this is by the hukam and the command of Allah Ta'ala and that this is Allah Ta'ala's wisdom in it which we can't fathom. We just go to submit. Go to submit to Allah Ta'ala. Then nevertheless the point is that is anything mentioned regarding earthquakes that earthquakes will happen because of something or the other in terms of deen so now there's many things mentioned but just the crux of it all that the earth is also Allah Ta'ala's creation the earth is also Allah Ta'ala's creation and the earth also makes the zikr of Allah Ta'ala all the creation of Allah Ta'ala makes zikr وَإِمِّنْ شَيْءٍ إِلَّا يُسَبِّحُ بِحَمْدِهِ Allah Ta'ala says everything glorifies Allah Ta'ala makes Allah Ta'ala's tasbih but you meaning insan cannot understand its tasbih but it's engaged in tasbih so everything is engaged in tasbih in glorifying Allah Ta'ala even the earth is glorifying Allah Ta'ala the sky is glorifying Allah Ta'ala everything is glorifying Allah Ta'ala and reciting Allah Ta'ala's tasbih and praises so sometimes the earth also cannot handle the sin that takes place on it. It doesn't mean exactly in the spot that something happened. That's where the sin also happened. But the earth in general, it says that now something is now gone beyond the limits. So that's when Allah Ta'ala's wrath comes. Now for those who gain shahadat, for them it became a blessing but we have to take the ibrat on another note we should never ever when these kind of things happen feel we are sitting far away from the thing that happened so we are safe from it we are immune from it we don't have to worry about it we should be the last people ever thinking like that 
especially in the light of recent events. Recent events in the past year, two years, events that have happened, after that also if anybody still thinks in the same way, then that is extremely foolish. It is always foolish, but this is gone now on a very extreme level. We have ourselves experienced how conditions can change in a moment, in the blink of an eye. How people can be totally cut off from even the basic necessities. How people can be suddenly left without knowing where to go, what to do, because they are they're stuck. And all this can happen in a moment. Now, apart from those who passed away, those who got injured, many survived as well. But they're looking left and right, like it happens in many, many such instances. Allah Ta'ala give us afiyat, Allah Ta'ala save us, Allah Ta'ala save one and all. They're looking left and right, there's nothing left. Person had a house, they had their things inside their homes, they had some furniture in there, they probably had valuables in it, somebody had maybe... Uh, whole list of things he was preparing to do the next day somebody had his work all laid out tomorrow he's going to do this and he's going to do that and what not everything we can imagine and just for a moment run our minds to our own homes what what we got there others had the same thing too they also had a vibrant home they had a home that was alive with some movement with people with things happening in there, etc, etc. Now sometimes in these things, these kind of situations, one person survives sometimes, two people survive, they're looking left and right, there's nobody, there's nothing. There's nobody and there's nothing. Now, they're also people, they also were living, those who, are, who have survived are also people, they are living, and let alone overnight, See, within a minute, within a minute, entire apartment blocks came down to the ground. There was nothing left. Now, if we think this is very far away from us, Allah Ta'ala keep it very far away in terms of the occurrence. Allah Ta'ala save us. We must make dua for afiyat. Big Allah Ta'ala's protection. Big Allah Ta'ala's safety. But never ever think in that manner that we just brush it aside. This doesn't really apply to us. We shouldn't have, we got nothing to worry about. That is, especially what we have already experienced in some small way. We still think in that way that that's very, very foolish, extremely foolish. We should never ever think like that. We should be expressing our sympathy, making dua, contributing for whatever we can for the help of the people who have survived, etc. And together with all that, we should be taking a lesson. That is what we should be doing, taking an ibrad, taking a lesson. Now, what has been mentioned about these kind of situations, what brings about these kind of situations, among the things that bring it out is zina and other sins. Now, this is what we have to take the ibrad for. That often we take take it for granted I am living my life comfortably I don't have anything happening here why should I now become too panicky and worry and... 
But have we not experienced something or the other than experience how things can turn around in moments? People in the morning, they're fine. We had Allah Ta'ala save us and protect us. The looting situation, it started off, I think it was, if I'm not mistaken, on a Sunday evening. So was it, perhaps it was a Sunday evening. That Sunday people were going about their lives quite normally. People were visiting around, people must have been doing this and that and the other. They were preparing for the Monday morning also maybe. They had things planned out. But before Monday morning came, Sunday everything was normal and Monday morning it was a totally abnormal situation. We experienced it. Allah Ta'ala save us. Allah Ta'ala protect us. Whatever loss was suffered at that time, Allah Ta'ala grant better replacements to people. But the point is the lesson. Have we forgotten the lesson? Have we still, do we think that no, no, these things, we are immune to it? Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us, but that was a small taster that look, these things can happen. The flooding that took place last Ramadan, how in moments it changed the cause of events. It just put things in a different line. Suddenly a person now was sleeping comfortably in his house and now suddenly that house is up to the roof in water. And in a matter of minutes, Allah Ta'ala showed us that these things can happen. So now what are we supposed to do? What we are supposed to do is turn to Allah Ta'ala in sincere tawbah and istighfar. This is, each one of us should be regarding it, this is my sins. Sometimes when we say our, then we feel our meaning everybody but me. So we should even maybe bring it closer to ourselves because that's the reality. And that hour is in place also, but it's mine. I am contributing the most to all this. And feel the hurt and pain for our Muslim brethren and do what we can to, besides dua is obviously what we must do, whatever we can contribute towards, that too we should do. But now together with all that is the lesson, is the ibrad. So now what ibrat are we going to take? The simple thing is, many details to it, the simple aspect is, it is sin. The result of sin. These earthquakes are the result of sin. So now, did this make me sit up and reflect? It did make me think that when I'm going to make Toba now, so many say, yeah, okay, we'll see, we'll see. But then when will we see? We'll see when our eyes are closing. It's too late to see anything. So now we need to take some active steps. Allah Ta'ala loves those who come back to Him. ظَهَرَ الْفَسَادُ فِي الْبَرِّ وَالْبَحْرِ بِمَا كَسَبَتْ أَيْدِ النَّاسِ لِيُذِيقَهُمْ بَعْضَ الَّذِي عَمِلُوا لَعَلَّهُمْ يَرْجِعُونَ Allah Ta'ala says the corruption has appeared on the lands and on the seas due to what the hands have earned, meaning the actions of people. Due to the actions of people. Action of who? The mu'mineen. Them. Allah says to give them a taste of a little of what they do. Little of what they did, this is the, the taste of it. Very little. Why? So that they may return to Allah Ta'ala. Now, am I going to return? That's the question I have to ask myself. Each one of us must ask ourselves, are we going to return? Are we going to come back to Allah Ta'ala? 
So we have no other option but to come back to Allah Ta'ala. And if we don't come back to Allah Ta'ala, we're putting ourselves in a very dangerous position. So we have to come back to Allah Ta'ala. So we should be making sincere tawbah, sincere istighfar, making dua, begging Allah Ta'ala's forgiveness, crying unto Allah Ta'ala, shedding tears. This is what Allah Ta'ala loves, and this is what brings down His special rahmat and His special blessings. This is what brings it down. So therefore, we need to now think at least one aspect to think about immediately that this is something now that I'm going to take out of my life out from now something that we might be falling into some problem some dif- some issue something that is now becoming a barrier for us to get closer to Allah Ta'ala, some wrong that we're getting caught up in make a decision make toba, and take the practical steps to get it out of the system if you don't know how to do it take somebody's advice if each one makes this decision about one thing in their lives, 100 people, 200 people, so many people start making this toba istighfar, how much of rahmat it will bring? So now this is what's required of us, this istighfar, toba, begging Allah's forgiveness, making sincere dua, shedding tears of regret and remorse, crying unto Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala, this is what turns the tide. This is what brings down ease and afiyat. And this is what saves us from calamities. Sincere toba, istighfar, coming back to Allah Ta'ala. So, inshallah, we'll now terminate the short dua, and then there'll still be a little bit extra time compared to the normal timing. There'll be some time left over. So, we'll remain seated wherever we are in our places. And without talking anything without doing anything else for the next 3-4 minutes 5 minutes we'll engage in sincere dua first maybe 2-3 minutes istighfar very deeply very consciously with a lot of remorse and regret astaghfirullah 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 just without getting into any detailed thoughts just in general the things that we have done where we cross the line without getting into any detail about it in the mind just on a very surface level bringing that to mind and feeling the regret. How could I have done something like this? How could I have disobeyed Allah Ta'ala in this manner? And the istighfar deeply for two minutes, three minutes, and then dua for two, three minutes, very deeply, begging Allah Ta'ala's forgiveness, and making a decision about the sins that we may be in, that I'm going to give this up, whether it's sins relating to the eyes, to the ears, to the tongue, to the heart, sins about whatever the hands may be sometimes buttons that the fingers are pressing in the wrong manner, whatever it might be, we make sincere toba, beg Allah Ta'ala's forgiveness, make dua for others as well, Allah Ta'ala give afiat to one and all, Allah Ta'ala save us from every difficulty, hardship and calamity, and bless us with every khair and barakat, wa akhiru da'wana anilhamdulillahi rabbil alameen, Allahumma lakal hamdu kulluhu wa lakal shukru kulluhu, Allahumma la nuhsi thana'an alayk anta kama athnayta ala nafsik, جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله يا ربي صل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم ربنا ولمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين 
اللهم افتح لنا بالخير واختم لنا بالخير واجعل عواقب امورنا بالخير بيدك الخير انك على كل شيء قدير اللهم اغفر لامتي سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم ارحم امه سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم تجاوز عن امتي سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم فرج الكرب عن امتي سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم اهدي واصلح امه سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ربنا تقبل منا انك انت السميع العليم وتب علينا يا مولانا انك انت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد واله وصحبه اجمعين والحمد لله